welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you for joining us again. You know, today, up to about 60% of elderly people develop delirium during hospitalization for some injury or, or some type of unintentional fall. Well, joining us here is Dr. Esteban Franco-Garcia. He's joining us here from Massachusetts General Hospital to talk about some data that was presented during the 2021 American Geriatric Society's annual meeting. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Dr. Garcia, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for the invitation. Well, we were going to talk about elderly people and delirium. Give us a bit of your professional background and talk a bit about your role at Mass General. Yes, so I am a geriatrician. Um, I trained in Mass General and have been working since uh, for the last uh, almost 10 years now. Um, And my role there is I lead a program called the Geriatric Inpatient Fracture Service. Mm -hmm. That is a co-management program that geriatrics has with orthopedic trauma where geriatricians are involved in the care of uh, older adults who are admitted to their service from um, injuries related to falls, like uh, fractures, most Mm -hmm. hip fractures is the most common um, presenting injury that requires surgery. And of course, as we know, outcomes in these patients, uh, particularly with, with hip fractures, can be a little bit complicated. So we, we try to help to improve and mitigate those um, potential uh, post-operative complications. Just for clarification, define delirium. So delirium is, is probably one of the most common um, complications following hip fracture surgery. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's an acute uh, confusional state where patients' cognition becomes impaired they often um, become disoriented. They often become um, either very somnolent or uh, very hyperactive to the point that they can even hallucinate. Um, and it's, it's often uh, transitory. So patients, you know, will have a few days in this confusional state. Uh, but unfortunately, in many patients, it could lead to a more prolonged uh, or even sometimes uh, permanent deterioration of their cognitive uh, status or cognitive function. Now, you presented some data uh, from a study at the 2020, 2021 American Geriatric Society's annual meeting. Talk a little bit about your study. What was its purpose, and what did you find out ultimately? Right. So, so we know that there are several risk factors that could predict uh, delirium. So... Um, in our service, since we do a comprehensive geriatric assessment to all of our patients uh, over the age of 65, we wanted to look to see if, if um, screening for nutritional status um, would tell us a little bit something about the risk of patients developing delirium after surgery. So in these patients, we use a commonly known and already a standardized scale called the Mini Nutritional Assessment Short Form, or M. And A-SF, um, which uh, asks you know five very simple questions um, that could tell us whether a patient is at risk of malnutrition, whether the patient is malnourished, or or if the patient is, uh, doesn't have malnutrition. And what we found is that for every every point uh, every every point decreased in in the in the MNA scores, 
patients had 14% higher risk of developing delirium. Uh, and in patients who were screened as uh, malnourished, they were twice as likely to develop uh, delirium in, in, in the hospital. So these we thought it was important to share because it's, it's a simple screening tool that people can do uh, and could also help predict or, or, or help uh, stratify patients who might be able to or might be at risk of developing this complication and then perhaps do some interventions to try to decrease the um, presentation of delirium. Are these findings based on people who were in nutritional, uh, I guess, nutritional distress prior to being studied, uh, prior to going into the hospital for the injury? Were they malnourished while in the hospital? Right. So, so these patients were, you know, it, it, it's a sample of patients who just come in with, with uh, they fall and break the hip. So we find everywhere from patients who were already malnourished to um, uh, at presentation uh, or patients who, who, who were not. Um, one of the caveats is, uh, in particular, this patient population is, of course, that you know, nobody can predict a, fra- predict a fracture or know when they're going to fall or have a, a, a fracture that will require surgery. So um, interventions or nutritional interventions before this, you know, cannot be uh, established. But it could also serve as a predictor of, or we think that in patients who might have elective surgeries, that a nutrition, nutritional status could help improve their outcomes following, following surgeries. You mentioned that uh, there were several risk factors for delirium after an injury while hospitalized. Wouldn't malnutrition exacerbate any cognitive function in someone that old who is also in recovery from the surgery under certain medications, uh, who may be in a state of delirium as a, as a result of age or Alzheimer's? Right, exactly. So, so some of the the risk factors for delirium that we know of are, of course, the older the person is, the higher the risk. Uh, also, having some pre-existing cognitive uh, deficits like dementia, like Alzheimer's dementia, um, some medications that are commonly used for treating other conditions uh, like sleep medicines or medications that have anticholinergic properties, all of those risk factors um, are known to be um, potential um, exacerbators of, of delirium. Now with this, if you on top of that have someone who's also not very well nourished or dehydrated as well, that um, increases the risk of, 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 this, um, of this condition. So based on the findings, how do you think the treatment landscape will change going forward? So that's a very interesting question. Uh, that's something that we're looking uh, to establish is what sort of nutritional interventions can we do in this patient population to try to improve this risk? Now, the, just the nature of, of presenting with a fracture and a trauma and all of these patients um, needing to go to surgery, uh, in the, you know, ideally in the first 24 to 48 hours after they have a they have a fracture, there's not a lot of time that you can uh, do to implement nutritional interventions. Uh, but what we're looking for is maybe if 
in after surgery, if there are some uh, nutritional supplementations or uh, assistance with feeding during that type of hospitalization, if that could help uh, reduce the risk of, of uh, uh, postoperative delirium. Well, give our listeners a website where we can learn more about this study and your research and also about Mass General. Absolutely. You can visit us at uh, www.massgeneral.org. Dr. Garcia, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you, Neil. Pleasure to be here. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Esteban Franco Garcia. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.